and it may look like I'm surrounded but I'm surrounded by you that's the truth we are surrounded by you thank you Jesus a sense that one or two may need to take hold of a a verse that is slightly different emphasis to what we've just been doing but it's Exodus 14 verse 14 and it says the Lord will fight for you you only need to be still the Lord will fight for you you only need to be still if that resonates with your spirit this morning take that with you um, into the week Exodus 14 verse 14 but Lord we thank you for the work you've done this morning for the work you will continue to do we love you Lord we thank you that when we gather together you always show up and we thank you for your presence here may we stay aware and in tune with you as we hear now from Jack uh, what the message that you've got to release through him. Thank you. Do you want to take a seat? We're carrying on in an atmosphere of worship and praise. I'm just going to pray before uh, Jack speaks to us. If you don't know Jack, Jack's one of our youth workers. Um, he runs the young people with Johnny and um, and uh, he's very well known to the young people. He was an intern here a couple of years ago, and he's doing some rigorous theological training as well. Um, but he's, uh, he's awesome, we love him, and um, he's, he's a great teacher as well. So I'm just gonna pray and then hand over to Jack. So Heavenly Father, thank you for all that Jack carries, all that he is. We love him and you love him, and we ask that you would just breathe your life into all that he's prepared this morning. And that each of us would go from here having gone deeper in our walk with you because of something that Jack has shared this morning. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Jim. Um, That was awesome. That worship was awesome. Um, Thanks, guys. Um, So James and Jim have asked me to speak on the Holy Spirit, which is just pretty fun. Uh, You can kind of go anywhere with that. but yeah, so today we're looking at Pentecost as revealed kind of by Holly's fantastic drama earlier with the interns. Um, and if you're still unsure over what Pentecost was, just briefly, um, so it's a time when all of Jesus' apostles gathered together and received the gift of the Holy Spirit for the first time. And as the passage describes it, the Spirit came like a violent wind, tongues of fire rested on each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, which is nuts. It's absolutely crazy. Imagine that. So we're all just gathering in here, maybe. We've been seeking God for 10 days straight. Maybe we've been fasting as well. We're like pressing in on our knees for God, waiting for this gift of the Spirit, and then suddenly, bang, comes in and fills us. Guess what? That same Holy Spirit was in that worship. It's in that room right now, and it's here today, and it's right here. And so we have the same access to the same Holy Spirit as those apostles did. Might not have been like a violent wind, although that has happened in past um, since that time. Um, but he's here. He's in the room. And he does many things for us. And I know you all know this. But right from the beginning of time, the Spirit was there hovering over the waters. 
And then we see throughout Scripture the Holy Spirit creating and inspiring um, those who are working for the, the temple in the Old Testament. And then kind of for the apostles and the disciples in the New Testament, they tran- transporting, strengthening the Holy Spirit, was convicting them, emboldening them, and the power of God was rushing through their veins. So he's pretty epic. He's really, really cool. And uh, as a follower of Jesus, we are hopeless without, without him. We are hopeless without God's Holy Spirit. Like, look at the Old Testament and law. They had to sacrifice all the time to just have that relationship back with God. And then Jesus said, hey, listen, now it's easy. Just come. You know, my own personal life. When, we, when I do things in my own strength and not being aware of God's Spirit within me, it gets really, really tough. And just like striving, and it just feels so much difficult. But when I'm aware of the Holy Spirit, life becomes so good and just wonderful. So we need him. And with the Spirit, the supernatural world becomes a reality for everyone. So the Holy Spirit's job, it leads us towards Jesus and then enables us to release his kingdom here on earth. And it's, that is like mind-blowing, I find. Anyway, we've, we've done this twice already. And I just would love to do it again. Let's just take that in. God has chosen to put himself inside of you so that his kingdom could be released through you to the world. That's what God's done for you. He's put his spirit inside of you so that other people can come to know Jesus. There's a weight of responsibility on that, but how exciting as well at the same time. And notice how right at the end of our passage, right, verse 13. So some people say that the apostles got drunk on wine. So these guys were acting like drunk. Um, I was at a stag do yesterday. Um, I did not get drunk, praise God. Um, but I was in a pub, right? And it's kind of like late at night and these people are kind of striving around like doing all sorts of things. Like it's just quite a negative vibe. But these guys were filled with a good drunk. Like they were going around like, yes, Jesus. Like it was crazy. It would have been absolutely flowing right, wild. And uh, Paul says in Ephesians, he says, do not get drunk on wine, but instead be filled with the Spirit. All the time, when you're out for a walk, you know, Father, thank you that you're filling me with your spirit. Thank you that there's an overflow right now of your spirit. And a little illustration here. So we're kind of like this glass, right? And sometimes we can think of it like this. So we give our lives to Jesus. We get baptized in the spirit, and he fills us up. So we're all filled. It's all good. And then we might start to think a bit like this. So, you know, we might start praying for a friend. Oh, you know, we're just losing a little bit. Oh, and then we might, I don't know, talk to someone about Jesus and it's like a bit of effort and da 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 but what God wants us to realize is that he is just constantly pouring out his spirit is constantly pouring out on us and we just need to be aware it overflows like that and so then we're just constantly in this overflow state of giving out giving out all the time because we're constantly in connection with God yeah so Jesus says abide in me abide in the vine so just noticing he's with us and he's in us you know, and as, as we receive his spirit, we freely give. And we say that a lot here, don't we? As, as we receive his spirit, we freely give because we're just constantly overflowing with his goodness, with his joy, with his mercy. So in Luke eleven thirteen, Jesus says, If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? God wants us, like little children. We had loads of kids here earlier, like rushing around, like playing with loads of different things. He wants us to come like that, just asking again and again and again and again. You know, little kids, I, I live with a two-year-old at the moment. She's always like just asking for something else, asking for something new. She's always asking. And like, like her, we need to just constantly be asking God, God, would you give me more? Would you give me more? So we simply ask, and then God gives out. It's as simple as that. And my kind of testimony was 
Um, when I was 18, I, um, I hit a period of like intellectual doubt. I kind of had my parents' faith growing up, and then I, I guess God was saying, hey, look, you need to own this yourself. And uh, so I went through like a period of about a year, maybe just looking at different questions, answers, and that was all really, really helpful, really, really valued it. Um, but then it wasn't until I was filled with the Holy Spirit it wasn't until like, I experienced God and it was like his love just came rushing in. As Holly was saying earlier, as, um, as, Theo, as Luke, the writer, you know, it comes to soften our hearts and to purify us and it changes us inside. So what are the main things um, that stop us from receiving more of God's spirit? So there's probably like three or four things are, well, that I've, I've written down. So one is repentance. So in Acts 2.38, um, it says, repent, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So it's more than saying sorry. It's like actually going, God, I repent, and I turn, and I choose to put you Lord of my life. And I'm going to change for you. Please fill me again. I repent of my old ways, and I come to the new ways in you. And Jesus as well, he's, he's, he's pretty hard sometimes. And he says in Matthew 5, he says, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gifts. For some of us, it might actually mean we have to forgive others and actually forgive our brother and sister. And sometimes that's, that's really hard. Um, so I was going to say, um, if that is you, please like, come, to, come after this service. We'd love to pray for you. But there's a thing of going to repent. Forgive those first and then come receive from me. Two, we're afraid of surrendering. I've been susceptible to this many, many times. Um, we're afraid to truly trust God. And open ourselves up to Father. For some reason, we just have this thing where we're like, oh, is Father going to really fill me? Is it, is it good? Um, but Mike Pilavachi writes, we have to trust God to allow him to fill us with his spirit. Because to receive the spirit, we must relinquish control. And he says, it's not about us receiving more power for our will, but it's about putting ourselves in a place where God gets more of us for his will. And he is trustworthy, and he will fill us. He's good. He's not going to fill you with anything rubbish. He's good. And the third thing, unbelief. So we just start to think, oh, God won't fill me. I don't carry the Holy Spirit. I don't know whether I carry it or not. Oh, I don't know. Or we don't feel worthy enough. Maybe we feel quite broken or dirty. And we start to think, oh, how could a, like, a pure God just fill me with his Spirit? We feel shameful. Or we feel like God will do that for that person. Oh, God will fill Holly, but she, you know, God won't fill me or whatever. And that's a lie, right? We know that's a lie. That is a lie. I'm saying it to you. Um, and Jesus has paid for everything and wants to meet with us. So again in Luke, uh, Jesus says, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. Um, the one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. So we just ask and we seek him. We go, fill me again. And kind of sometimes we're in a corporate setting, when we're kind of waiting to be aware of God's presence, and for him to fill us afresh again. We sometimes have kind of times when we're, um, we might start to get into judgment phase. Oh, you know, why is God doing that with that person? Or why is God doing that with that person? You know, that person's falling on the floor, but I'm not. Oh, that person's being filled with peace, and I'm not feeling anything. But we've already then lost the point. We've taken our eyes off Jesus. And the great thing is, I love this, the great thing about God is you can't box him in. Right? We're so small compared to God. He's so big. And so as soon as we start to put structures in place as to what God can do, we're just li- we've completely lost it. Because you, you cannot predict what on earth the Holy Spirit's going to do. I mean, being here for like last three years, I've, I've seen just countless mind-blowing testimonies and been like, probably before, been like, God can't do that. And then he's just done it in a weird, wacky way. 
You just have to get over ourselves. Um, but he completely shows us we're not in control. And he doesn't want us to believe we are either. Um, so the way, how do, how do we go about this? How do we change? So A, focus on Jesus. Focus on Jesus. If you're out by yourself, maybe going for a walk, oh, Father, fill me with the Holy Spirit. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Just maybe picture him in your mind. Um, picture him filling you. Or if we're in a corporate setting and you know we're just waiting on the Lord, seeing what he's going to do, just start to give thanks. If you're not feeling anything, or it's not about feelings, but if you're not you know, doing something, then just be like, hey, listen, thank you, God, for what you're doing in that person. I want more of you, so I'm going to keep my eyes fixed on you. Fix my eyes on you, Jesus. Uh, two, God will fill us with his Holy Spirit if we ask for it. Boom, that's the truth. And this may look different for a lot of us, but that is just the truth. Come like a child. And then final point, you can't control God. And he will do what he wants to do. And that does require us to let go and just trust him. Pray about that as well. If you're feeling like, oh, I'm actually quite a control freak. I've been there. Just pray. Hey, God, I just need to relinquish control. I can't do this in my own strength. But Holy Spirit, I need you to do it. So just before Nick comes, I think uh, let's just pray and ask God to come now and just fill us afresh. And then Nick's. Nick can come up while that's happening, yeah. Yeah, so Father, thank you that you're here. And thank you that you're in this room. And Jesus, you want to meet with us right now. So Holy Spirit, we just invite you to come and fill us afresh. Would you purify us? Father, forgive us where we've, where we've done wrong things, where we've done things that we shouldn't have, or we've just turned from you, Father. Forgive us now, I pray, by the blood of Jesus and... Holy Spirit, just come fill us afresh. Soften our hearts. In Jesus' name.